unfiltered, uncompromising, hard-hitting, inspirational. Go Sports! Presents Conversations. Thank you for tuning in to Cold Sports Conversations. I am Cole Johnson, and I am so glad you're able to join us. He is a DMV product that is actually out in Cali. Wait, did I actually say that correctly? Yes. He took the DMV with him, and he has not let it go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the podcast co-host of the Danny Cody podcast and the Melrose Place podcast, former DMV resident, now current Cali resident, Daniel J. Hill. Oh my gosh, the story is so rich here. Enjoy this because this is our conversation. Daniel, (laughs) thank you, man. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, thanks for having me, man. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. So you're a Wizards fan. True and true. That's what I love to say. But you're out in Cali now. So how did that happen? Um, well, it basically, I, I grew up in, in Maryland and in D.C. And uh, I, I graduated college and I met I met my girlfriend and everything. And we we always aspired to be, you know, in the entertainment industry, acting or doing comedy or or whatever. And I had an opportunity uh, about a year and a half out of school to 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 just you know live with my girlfriend save up money and go because we both had best friends that lived out in LA so we were like you know we're at a time in our lives where this is a possible thing let's we were in a position to save um and and we just did it in 2008 we moved out to LA and um we've been here for about uh nine years now and it's hard man it's it's hard to be a fan of of other teams (laughs) that aren't in California one because football is on so early here, but I, I do yeah. like that. Like games start at like ten a.m. here, mm-hmm. so you you get your you get your teams in and uh, and then you can actually sober up before work on Monday. But uh, there's, I mean, I, I have adopted some teams out here. I will say because I, I have to keep my sanity there. Right. I, I can't just go places and hate, you know. <laughs> but, so. I, I haven't. I've never been a huge baseball fan, so I have adopted the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm a I'm an I'm a LA Galaxy season ticket holder. I'm a big soccer fan as well. Okay. But uh, basketball, I just I couldn't get down with the Lakers or the Clippers. Man, I just I couldn't do it. I had to keep my my whiz. That's what I'm talking about. Good. I'm glad that you did not get drawn into being a fan of the purple and gold. Good. I can't do it. it, it and it, it's it's great, though, because people know that about me now that I've been here. So all the texts pour in when the Wizards win or when the Wizards are on like national. I have a national game. It's, I'm sort of like a, an ambassador to the team out here. Nice. Nice. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll, I'll get back to uh, California life and love later, but. Okay. That that is what I found interesting about you that uh when I because when I when I first stumbled upon your podcast, I was thinking, okay, Cali guy, cool, no problem. I'm 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 for that. And I had a whole ton of Lakers, Clippers, Dodgers, Angels <laughs> questions I wanted to ask you. And right. then when I realized that you actually were from Columbia, Maryland, and for those yeah. who are not 
those who don't understand the geography, that is almost exactly, if I'm not mistaken, almost exactly right smack dab in between Baltimore and D.C. Yes. Am I correct? Exactly. Oh, yeah. So how, uh, we, how was life there? Life was good there. Life was really, really good growing up in Columbia. Um, it's a planned community in, in Maryland. Uh, very diverse. I come from a diverse family. My mother is, is white. My dad's African American. So there's a, a very good mixture of, of people, classes, uh, and, and color. So growing up there was, was very, very cool. Um, uh, in Columbia originally was a Redskins town. Redskins, caps, bullets. But then, as we know, uh, the, the Ravens came into town and now, now that, that city is actually flipped to, to purple. And, uh, so whenever I go back there, I get really upset. <laughs> so, so I go, I go down and hang out in DC because that place is still burgundy and gold. Right. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great, great place to grow up. I really, really enjoyed it. And it, uh, it, it definitely helped me out here, you know, because California is also very, very diverse and, uh, multifaceted and, a uh, big melting pot of people. Mm, that is awesome. That is awesome. And, and uh, how has that your 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 upbringing, especially the fact that you are the product of an interracial marriage? How has that shaped how you view the world as you are right now? Uh, it, it's great. I think it's I, I'm uh I'm, I'm I'm people's worst enemies, you know, because I can uh I can see both both sides of of of, of racial arguments and and differences, you know. And uh, I pride myself on, on keeping an open mind to, I mean, especially and not limited to uh, like Black Lives Matter issues and and the uh, the ongoing problems and stereotypes that that African-Americans have to have to continually fight against. And but but and, and then I also see the other side of the coin where, um, you know, we, we have to protest in in uh, in in a safe space, you know, it, we cannot be aggressive, that sort of thing uh, and, and, and act out in, in violence and things like that. So it, it's, it's, it's very helpful. I think for people to, to speak to me on these sort of things, because I, I do come from both and I do identify as both uh, white and African-American. Mm. And that leads me to this question. Now, normally I have, I have been around those who are interracial and they claim that if you're 1% black blood, you are considered 100% black, period. And right. is that your philosophy or is it that you embrace both your Caucasian and your African-American heritage equally? I, I have. You know, it's funny. In in a class once I was taking a test and uh, in, in middle school and, and the the there was a question of, of nationality and race. And I asked the teacher, I was like, so what what do I put? And then she was like, well, what is your dad? And I was like, my dad's black. And she says, okay, put black. So I was like, uh, all right. But that kind of sells my mother short, you know? Right. <laughs> and uh, so moving on through life, I always found myself as identifying as both right down the middle and, and never wavering from that. Um, because I, you know, you, you love your parents equally and, uh, you know, I identify e equally as as both. I, I I coined a phrase called African when I was a kid because I hated I hated picking. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to yeah. pick. I, I think I'm in a I'm in a fun and uh, interesting uh, situation by by identifying as both. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I can see how that is one problematic to actually a decent, a decent problem to have if you have a, a healthy understanding as to how to move about. Right. And, and you know, some people can't deal with it. You know, it's like uh, mm-hmm. I like I'm not I'm never black enough, but I'm right. I'm never all white. You know, someone's always like, right. so what are you? You know, so it's like I'm, I'm too light to be black, but too dark to be white in, in many cases. Right. Yeah. And the beauty of it is you're you're human. And exactly. If you can, and if you can relate to any human being, no matter if it is the African-American culture or the Caucasian culture then you can relate to them period and that's really all that matters right exactly exactly but i yeah. but i know you get that pressure you probably still do to this day with some people not probably in your circle but with some people you probably st- still do get that pressure of well are you black or white even though you can say even though you say you're mixed you got to be one or the other yeah yeah you get you definitely get that sort of pressure and and i i try not to see it as pressure i just try to uh, uh, i've made a choice to to be both because I am both, you know, mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's the way it is. I, I, I mean, uh, and I hope that that's going to be th- the same for for my daughter. My my wife is is white. So um, we've we've you know, we've made it uh, an effort to to give our, our little girl um, dolls of all different races so that she doesn't identify the doll or as 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 one's better than the other or one's one's more beautiful like she will not be used to always having a certain colored doll so she has a whole a, a slew of different shades of dolls wow. which i think would be good for her to not see to not see color like 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 we do but not to not see it but to not value it you know to not prefer if that, that makes any sense oh that makes plenty of sense because you're right we'll see it and unfortunately, with this, with, with with the country in which you live and the culture in which we live, uh, we are forced to see it. But yeah, yeah the, there there at times can be more value placed on the the lightness or the darkness of your skin more so than like what Martin Luther King Jr. said, the content of your character. So yeah, right. it makes plenty of sense. Makes plenty yes, of sense. Yes, but if we show her so many different dolls, she will grow up not preferring one to the other. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fully understand that. And and that makes a lot of sense to me because I, I, I look at you and we've talked a bit and I'm like, man, this is a laid back cat. And <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm liking that vibe, you know, you know, laid back and all. And just just by the fact you say that you came from an interracial home, you, you dealt with you dealt with a lot already, but you still laid back. So, yeah, kudos to your parents, man. For, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Great parents growing up, and I appreciate you saying that. It's prob- I, I, I do have a su- serious anxiety and, and things like that, but maybe that's the California rubbing off on me after nine years that I've slowly started to just take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> now, you said you actually moved to D.C., so how was life living there? D.C. was great. D.C. was so it's so cool. Because, I mean, we didn't have a car, so the, the transit system there is phenomenal, the metro. Um yeah, there's there's so many great restaurants and and free things to do with the museums and very seasonal. Um, you know, you get harsh, harsh winter, harsh summer, uh, beautiful fall, gorgeous spring. Uh, and, it, it, you know, it, people don't think it because, well, our teams never win the big <laughs> one. But that, that is a sports town. That is a sports yeah. town. Like we support it. Like the Redskins are, are a big deal there. Like people go crazy for them. And uh, it's not like it's not like L.A. where 
you know, you go to a Laker game and that thing doesn't fill up till halftime because everyone's late. Everyone's so late in LA to, to stuff. But like you get your seat in, 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 in Verizon Center and that place goes nuts. Yeah. It, and then now with Bryce Harper and, and in the, on the Nats, you know, baseball's here. They're great. Mm-hmm. We're, we're doing big things out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was actually, when I was in the army, I was stationed, uh, in, uh, Fort Belvoir. So, I was stationed there right around the time uh, Washington, the NFL franchise, when they won their last Super Bowl. And oh, nice! Yeah, and yeah, Is that like ninety three or something like that. Yeah, it was ninety. Yeah, it was it was uh, the ninety one season, and okay, and the whole area was so about them, and it was it was great to see that. It was great to see how rich the love of the team was in that whole area. And, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Belvoir is, you know, like maybe 20 or 30 minutes away from from D.C. So I'm like, OK, so this is the team they all embrace. And what I learned mm-hmm. was that is the team they embrace in in terms of all of them, including the Nationals, the Capitals and the and the Wizards, formerly the Bullets, that the love mm-hmm. is there. But it's about the NFL all all day and all night for anybody who's in Washington. So that that was the lesson I learned. And yeah, yeah. Love I, our I totally skins, hate our cowboys, hate the cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that brings me to the next question. So you're about Washington, the the NFL franchise. Mm-hmm. Has the has the hatred overall for the Cowboys dissipated uh, ever since? Uh, well, I think the height of it was like in the 80s. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you view them as? Do you view the Cowboys as your greatest rival now, or do you view the Giants or the Eagles as greater rivals than the Cowboys? I think I I'm I am preconditioned and programmed to <laughs> hate 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 those cowboys. We don't we don't like them. I don't like anybody on that team, and and I can't watch them win. I can't, uh, and and that'll never ever change ever. Um, it, there 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 is a there is a beef with the Eagles. I know we don't. I don't really get down with them. It's it's a that Philly vibe is just, it's just so dirty to me. I, I don't like the green. <laughs> I'm sorry to anybody who, I mean, I, I can stomach the Giants. I, I'm okay mm-hmm. with the Giants, but, uh, yeah, there is big, big time hate with the, with the Cowboys, no matter what. And that, you know, that's also due to scheduling of those games too. They know where to put those games to where they're going to matter for, mm-hmm. for, for either the Redskins or the Cowboys. They know. And then, mm-hmm. So those games mean so much more because of of where they are in the season, and uh, yeah, it's just whoo! I can't I can't even stomach seeing that that star. Ugh, it's, <laughs> it's funny if you if you go if you go to a, to a to a Wizards game, mm-hmm. they will they will on the big screen they will show the logo of the <laughs> of the Cowboys star when they want you to boo. Oh my gosh! It's really, really funny. The last (laughs) game I went to is a couple years ago, and uh, like the star just pops up, and I was like, "Wait, what? Why is that star there?" Boom! Everyone just started booing. We we know we're preconditioned. Oh, that is great! (laughs) You see the Cowboys emblem in a Wizards game, and that cues you to boo. That's beautiful. (laughs) It's it's great. It's great for. Great to get them out there, you know. They know that hate is real. <laughs> that is great. Oh my gosh! All right, so uh, the fate of your team now—they uh, 
won the NFC East two years ago, and last year they struggled to barely miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Are you optimistic or pessimistic about them now? With them, I'm always pessimistic. I'm always pessimistic. I had a, you know, I had a, I have an issue with with the NFL for the last couple of years where I took I actually took a year off watching it just because of all the the domestic violence and the DUIs and mm-hmm. the you know the the weird suspensions and just the not the 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 seemingly like careless attitude towards those issues by yes. the NFL as a whole. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, and I know that that other leagues have the same problems, but I took a year off of of the NFL just because of that. And and it's really like coming back to it now. It's really I missed since I missed this season. I, I'm I'm a little more disconnected to to the sport, mm-hmm. but I and 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 to get me back into it, I need. I need something from the Redskins. I need them to perform. So I'm like, if I'm going to be invested every Sunday, I need them to at least win eight games, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So when they're, when they're, when they're like midway through the season and there's, st- there's still like five wins, I'm like, okay, whatever. They're not going to get my Sunday, you know? Cause now, now with a kid, it's like Sundays matter. And I can't, I'm not right. going to, I'm not going to spend that time watching something that's going to make me angry. Now, I've moved from one city to another, and I have a difficult time embracing the sports teams here. Is that the same with you? Are you having a difficult time embracing the, the sports uh, the sports teams there? Um, it, not, not necessarily the team, but the fan culture. I have a hard time embracing mm. them. Laker mm. fans. Laker fans are very entitled, and, and they're, they're just as deranged as Jeannie Buss, thinking that... <laughs> that that their history, that their history makes them good. It's like I, I try to tell these Laker people, like your team is bad. Your team is not good. <laughs> they won't. They won't have it. They just. They. They. They're like, oh, check my championships. They don't understand oh, like the, the what have you done for me lately mentality. Yeah. So, yeah. So. 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 And that makes me dislike the team because I'm mm. like, your fans just don't. They're living in the past. What's interesting about where you are now is. The NFL was nowhere in sight when you moved there. Now, right. all of a sudden, they have not one, but two franchises in the area. So how has the city embraced the Rams and the Chargers? One, two, uh, are you going to throw some support toward either one of the teams? And three, how well do you think they will do? Okay, well, uh, as far as the city embracing those teams, I think it's hard because a lot of people out here like me are from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. There's so many, there's so many transplants out here in LA that we already have our teams, right. you know, uh, we have our team set and, and the, the folks that, that are from LA, they wanted the Raiders <laughs> and they got everything. They got everything, but mm-hmm. so it, it's, um, I think I think attendance is good for at the Rams, but it, it's a this city is so used to championships. It's like you guys right. got to be good to get fans, you know. Yeah, there's just too many. There's too many sports, um, and I know the Chargers next year, next season are going to be sharing the StubHub Center in in uh, in Carson, which right. is a very that's where the Galaxy play, which is right. a very small, intimate stadium. So I'm. I'm excited to I'm a season ticket holder for the Galaxy and I'm excited right. to to see a game in that sort of setting because like every seat is going to be a good seat it's so small mm-hmm. but uh, they're going to screw up the field 
<laughs> and, and I'm not, Royal. I'm not happy with that. Royal. They're really going to jack that field up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, so I think I'll throw more love to the chargers just because, um, uh, the, the Redskins are going to be out. I think they're going to play both the Rams and the Chargers next year. Mm-hmm. Just, just believe, luck of the draw. Right. So I believe you're right. Yeah. yeah. And um, I forgot the third question. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think either team will actually be successful there? Uh, I think I think the Rams. Mm-hmm. I think the Rams will be more successful. I don't. I don't. To be honest, I think we're so spread thin here with fans that that the that that the the Chargers will just be forgotten. We yeah. we have so many teams. I can't even name them all. Mm-hmm. Two basketball, two football, uh, hockey, two soccer teams. Now mm-hmm. it's uh there's a lot of stuff going on out here. Yeah. A lot a lot of things to compete with. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not so I, I think the Rams will get the love over the Chargers. Yeah. And not and not to mention it's. <laughs> it's it's actually pretty nice weather wise most of the year there too. So yeah, yeah. So not only way to compete with yeah, they had to compete with weather too. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and, and it'll be interesting where they put these stadiums as well. That that'll that'll affect because traffic is always insane. I, I think the Rams are at the Coliseum right now. Yeah, that's where they're playing now. Uh, yeah, that's a hike for anyone in LA. All right, uh, shifting gears. So. uh I'm I'm feeling that LA vibe and love from you. And when I first heard your wonderful podcast with your your co-host Cody, mm-hmm. I, I felt I felt LA. You know, I just felt that LA vibe all over me when I listened to your stuff. Nice. So, yeah. So how how did you and your co-host meet? And then how did the Dan and Cody podcast become a reality? Okay. Uh well, I met Cody uh roughly two years ago through through work. I work in uh, for a company called Prop Store, and we we buy and sell film props and costumes and sell them to collectors as memorabilia. Mm-hmm. And uh, our company was was working with uh, with a, a special effects makeup artist to to acquire all their stuff to to sell it uh, in an auction. And uh, Cody was w- Cody worked for for a person who was a partner on that, and uh, and. So me and Cody met like just picking up all of these things. So a lot of manual labor, heavy lifting, like loading up trucks, taking them out. And uh, so during that time of just like bubble wrap boxing, we basically moved uh, an entire warehouse together. And uh, so during that time, there was a lot of singing and, and riffing off each other and, and uh, jokes and lunches. And um, one day we were like, you know what? We should start a podcast. And mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, we should. And neither of us sort of backed down because many, many times people say things and they don't really mean them and it just never really happens. But both of us sort of held each other accountable for, for, for enough time to where like we were like, all right, we're actually make this happen. And, uh, so, so we just started and, and we never, we didn't really do a lot of research as far as like what, what we wanted to do, but we knew we didn't want to lock ourselves into any, one particular facet, whether it be movies or TV or or just strictly comedy or just strictly politics or just strictly like what's what's happening. So we've sort of found a way to just to put it all together. And um, Cody brings Cody brings his ideas, what he's done throughout the week. And then I bring in my stuff, what I've done throughout the week, what's going on in L.A., what's 
it's just anything, what movies I've seen. And we don't know what each other is going to talk about until we hit the record button. And, um, and that's how we've kept it fresh and, mm-hmm. and kept it funny. And, um, so, you know, it, it could be anything. It could be like what we had for lunch. We ate a bunch of spam. <laughs> I don't know how that oh happened, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it just, it can be serious at times. Not all the, not most of the time, but, um, you know, if something is important enough to where we, to where it's, it's bugging us, then we're like, by all means, we, that's something that we need to, to address. But that's how, that's how the podcast started. We've done about 70, I think 72 episodes now. And, uh, it's fun, man. We were having a good time doing it. And Cody's from, Cody's from Idaho and also, also, also an LA transplant. And, um, but we've been out here and we, we, we want to, we want to. We, we definitely. I'm glad you say that that you got an LA vibe because we we're here, you know. <laughs> so yeah. so we're doing something right, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and like I said, I, I just I just feel that vibe all over you that 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 understanding of yeah, there's serious topics out there, and you will address them as you have. Sure. But you know, there there's a fun side of life too, and and it's great to actually hear that. You know, it's great to hear that, you know, through the through the travails of life, you actually can still laugh and smile at things. And that's a great reminder. So when I hear your show, yours and Cody's show, that's the feel I get that. Right. Yeah, it's 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 feel good. There's still human. There's still human elements to it, but it's feel good. And we need more of that, really. Thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 like if, if I get a parking ticket and have an awkward conversation with the person writing it. That's what we're going to talk about that day. <laughs> or, you know, if, if we, we had an awful experience at a restaurant or we saw the new Guardians of the Galaxy, like th- those are the things that we're going to cover on a day to day basis. Right. All right. It's so fun. It, it, I bet it is fun. I, I, I can only imagine. I mean, because I've heard you guys talk about everything ranging from TV to movies to sports to current events to politics. Uh, what? topics do you not want to cover or what topics do you not even dare touch to cover well there's there's nothing we wouldn't talk about but there are certain there's certain things that we we try to avoid if at all possible and and for the most part that is the whole the whole thing the whole trumpness the whole that whole situation <laughs> trumpness <laughs> yeah like we don't it, it we feel like uh, there's enough podcasts doing that that uh, that you could go listen to them and then come listen to us and kind of escape it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there because it, 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 it just leads to I, you're either alienating your audience because right. they are they support Trump, or mm-hmm. you're you're just you're just digging a hole and gonna and gonna fuel fuel your fire for for your distaste for him by talking about him. So. We try not to to get into that too much, but it, you know, if something's funny, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, look, if you all talk about Trump's toupee, I, I mean hair, then fine, <laughs> have that and please do talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so you, yeah, you guys have been going strong with that show, and and, and I'm glad you mentioned the spam challenge because that was a question I was gonna ask. I was like, oh my where god, where did that come about? I'm like. The spam challenge. And then they actually went ahead and documented it. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, nuts. Was, you're you're in a podcast town, that, that Facebook group, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. So that's that's an odd group. They there's a lot of food posts. So one day 
I, I don't know why, but I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm just going to spam this group. So I just up on a whim, just posted a picture of spam. And I was like, who's actually eating this stuff? Cause I haven't. <laughs> and you know, for, for being in that group so long and sharing podcast episodes and things, mm-hmm. if that was the post that got the most <laughs> feedback, like the, for whatever reason, those people responded to that to like, Oh yeah, I've had spam. Yeah. I've had spam. Yeah. I've had spam. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I maybe I'll, maybe we should try it. So I called up Cody and I was like, Cody, I mean, let's eat spam. <laughs> And I was like, it could be fun. And he's like, yeah, it, it could be fun, but it's probably won't. And uh, <laughs> so we, we, we wanted to tackle spam and like really review it and get into the history of how it was, how it was made, how, why, why it's stood the test of time. And we actually even tried to get spam to, uh, or Hormel to, to like bring us some insight and maybe we could get a, a representative from the show, but they never yeah. responded. So. But we're we're happy about that because then we could we could give an honest review. If, if they were involved, I think they would have been pressured to yeah, say pressure it was to, good. Yeah, I was about to say pressure to actually yeah kiss or Hormel's ring on that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they got there's an honest review of spam out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Shout out to Podcast Town, Mike Dick, Cody Sklar, and the and the crew. We yeah, love you guys. What's up, guys? We, you all you all are wacky and we appreciate your 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 wacky sense of humor uh that's one of the reasons why i was drawn to the room i'm sure daniel's daniel feels the same way yeah uh, so you're you and your co-host cody I, I you two strike me as similar in some ways but a couple in others mm-hmm. uh, what is the one thing he does as a host that you don't do as a host that you appreciate um i think cody does more research on his topics than I do. <laughs> I, uh, and, and I, I appreciate that from him and I admire that. I think that, I think that, uh, Cody's way more prepared weekly. Um, every now and then neither of us will be prepared and, and they'll look at me and be like, be like, I hope you got something. And then I'm like, Oh crap. <laughs> but oh I'm more, I'm more like, uh, you know, I stepped in gum or or uh, I had a weird encounter at McDonald's. But Cody will will bring up like a, he'll research a topic of like squirrels migrating to to northwestern cities. And and I appreciate those rabbit holes that we go mm. down. Oh, wow. That does sound like an interesting rabbit hole. Not you mention it. Yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, just like he'll, he'll be talking about like space exploration or 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 comets and. And then we'll just talk about I don't know whatever for for we'll 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 explore it. We go down there, so that's that's what I love about about him. Okay, that, that's 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 a good answer because uh, yeah, I I can, I can see that uh, like I can see that influence. Yeah. So who is the better co-host, Cody, Ooh. or your wife, who is the co-host <laughs> of your other podcast? Melrose Place podcast. Oh man, you're trying to get me in trouble day before Mother's <laughs> Day, aren't you? <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. Oh, that's a tough one. Well, I mean, family's family. I gotta go with my wife here, Jenny there Hill. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Shout that one. Wife. <laughs> got to. You got to. Oh man, that is cool. That's cool. So, uh, I mean, I, I admire your 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 Danny Cody show. 
I'm extremely intrigued about how you and your wife, Jenny, came up with a podcast dedicated to, of all shows, Melrose Place. <laughs> well, here's, how did that here, here's how that happened. Uh, a long, long time ago when I was a kid, I used to watch Melrose Place with my sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a gag gift, uh, when I was much older, like probably my my late 20s, she gives me a box set of season one of Melrose Place. And I say, yes. Oh, my God, this is awesome. And then me and Jenny in 08, we started we moved to, to L.A. Now, that move was was very expensive and very tiring. And so we didn't have cable for a long time no. or, or so. We relied on my my DVD collection and, and box sets. So, uh, so we threw it, since we were in LA, we started watching Melrose Place before we go to sleep. And uh, that show is crazy; it's insane. And like we would laugh, we'd be like, "This is ridiculous." And then uh, we put it down, and we we never revisited it. I, I still ha- I haven't seen every single episode or anything. I'm very much, and so is she. We are very much uh, new to to the show. That's been on mm-hmm. since what ninety two. So we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. And uh, we once I started doing the Dan and Cody podcast, I I wanted to. I, I'm I'm very envious of of shows that are that are so centered on reviewing movies and TV because because those are that's very important to me in my life. I love t- television and, and film. So I was like, what show can we do that? Because I, I wanted to. Uh, I, I wanted to start a podcast with my wife and uh, I was like, let's do a rewatch podcast of Melrose place. And she was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, dude, it's that show has everything. It's crazy. It, it, it has a, it has a rabid fan base. It has, you know, a violence, sex, uh, drama. And, and it ran for so long. There's so many episodes that, and no one's really doing it. So we thought like, if we can actually do this thing, then we're going to be like the, the know-alls of, of Melrose place. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was sort of the same thing of like, ne- neither of us backed down and we just started doing it. So that's another, another podcast. It's, we've been doing that for about three months now. How is it to do a podcast with your wife? Because I, c- I can only imagine how real <laughs> the <laughs> tension can get if the two you have different viewpoints of the same subject matter. Right. Well, it's for us, it's she, she's a big TV and, and movie fan as well. So mm-hmm. it's more than a podcast. It's, it's like a hobby of ours to, to watch shows together. So, right. so what we do is we break down each episode of, of Melrose place. So, so we, we sit, we put the baby to sleep and we sit down, we have our drinks and we watch a show together. So that, that's something we're, we would normally do anyway. And it's fun. We laugh at it where we take it very lightheartedly. And, uh, and then right after we watch it, we sit down and we record. And Jenny, Jenny is, is a, she, she majored in theater. And so she's, she's done a lot of acting. And so she's comes off very, very natural in the podcasting world of like being able to keep a conversation going improv wise and, and things like that. But we haven't. So to answer your question, to be continued. I don't know how it's, I don't know how it's going to be moving forward because that show gets so crazy and, and, and there are so many different topics that, and like controversial issues that we haven't hit yet that maybe, maybe there's some arguments in store for like yeah. how 
because we all we do try to relate it to our lives. Like, what would you do if if your baby sister came to town and tried to sleep with your with your <laughs> husband? <laughs> so I oh, mean that man. we so we shall see. We we will see how it is. But so far, it's great. It's it's a fun. It's a fun thing we do together, and uh, we like it. And and it, the show reminds us of when we first moved to LA. So that's that's mm-hmm. our connection to it. Yeah. Now, if my yeah, my wife and I did a podcast. I can already picture uh, doing a voiceover that's akin to this. And that concludes Slippery Slope Conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I could talk to you forever, man. <laughs> Me too, man. I'm having fun. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Yeah, it, this is good times. Uh, so I regret saying that I got to cut this short now. So uh, do you have any parting shots, uh, any Cowboys hate you want to spread, any Celtics hate you want to spread, or <laughs> if you want to go the opposite route, any words of wisdom that you want to pass along to people and, and the VIPs out there, whatever you want to do, the floor is yours. Thanks, man. I, well, I want to, I, I want everyone to, to, to understand that. Yes, there are great podcasts out there done by celebrities and, and, and actors and comedians that are super famous, but the there's a there's a real big thing going on about independent podcasts like our, ourselves, Dan and Cody, Melrose Pod, and Cold Sports. There's there's just a ton of content out there that is people are putting out really really great stuff, and they're not affiliated with any sort of uh, major brand or or network. So. Um, Keep keep your ears open to to independent podcasts. That's what I would I would say. Wow, well said, and I echo that <laughs> all and, the and, way. And uh, Dan and Cody podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and so is Melrose Pod. Yeah, do yourselves a favor and listen to actually both of them. But yeah, I, I fell in love with uh, this gentleman and his co-host when I listened to his podcast, Dan and Cody. Uh, they are awesome. And you, my friend, individually, you are awesome. I love thank your story. Thank you so much, Cole. I, I appreciate you what you're doing. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, if you want to find out how we're going to reach this gentleman, it will all be in the show notes as well. Uh, his shows and other ways you can reach him as well. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, the co-host of two podcasts, a father, a husband, and a Super Wizards fan, <laughs> Mr. Daniel J. Hill. Dan, thank you, man. I totally appreciate this. Thank you so much. It was a really, really good time. Many thanks to Daniel J. Hill for that riveting interview. Man, I, I learned so much about him. And I learned a little bit about myself in interviewing him. Wonderful guy. Love his podcasts. Remember, go to the Melrose Place podcast and the Dan and Cody podcasts. If you want to learn some things and laugh along the way with a laid back vibe, those two shows are worth your while and worth your time. Thank you, Daniel. We appreciate you joining us. If you happen to like this episode or any episode you've heard thus far, a regular show, a special or an interview, why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cole underscore sports. That's sports with a Z. You can also follow me on Facebook. Come on now. Cold Sports, that's sports with a Z. Make your voice heard. Go to speakpipe.com forward slash cold sports with a Z. Type that address in the address bar. Press record, speak, then send. Or search in the show notes and click onto the link that says Cold Sports VIP speak. Click that link, press record, then VIP, speak, and then send. It's that simple. 
and I will play what you say on air. Also, make your presence felt. Come on down to the Cold Sports VIP room. Search in groups and Facebook. Type in Cold Sports VIP room. That's sports with a Z and you're there. Or search in the show notes. It's right there for you. Cold Sports VIP room. Sports with a Z. Canadian friends, I love you. Thank you for the love. Sports with a Z. You can also find me on social media platforms galore. Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Google Plus, iTunes slash Apple, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, Acast, Player FM, Blueberry. Like, share, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you for the subscriptions. Thank you for the likes. Thank you for the tweets. Thank you for the retweets. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the shares. I appreciate that along with the subscriptions. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. And you can check out more of me and this brand and any episode you hear on ColdSports.com. That's ColdSports.com. You can check out me and any episode of this brand on ColdSports with a Z.com. And as always, it doesn't matter when you listen to me, how you listen to me, or where you do. I just want you to do this one simple thing, VIP, and that is to enjoy the content for the intelligent sportsman i am cole johnson and this is yet another cole sports presentation of conversations and as always keep the conversation going You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.